Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Except there is no David Haw today. David Haw has been detained. Actually, I don't know where he is. I think he's off. He's off for the day, but Bruce Levine is here. I am Chris Ranji. Good morning. Uh, welcome in to Inside the Clubhouse. It's my first time getting to visit with Bruce in a long time. My first time ever uh, doing Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce, who joins me now. Or Listen, man, this is your show. I'm here with you. Thank you for letting me be with you. I expect to have nothing but fun for the next hour and 58 minutes. You you read it just the way I wrote it, Chris. Uh, good yeah, morning okay. to you. Thank you. Good morning to all of our listeners on Inside the Clubhouse. David Haw is away this weekend at the graduation of his son at Butler University. So congratulations to the Haw family. And Chris, it's a pleasure having you with us. To uh, talk some Chicago baseball as we do 52 weeks out of the year from 9 to 11 right here on the score. So where would you like to begin today, Chris? Uh, We had uh, two really good pitching uh, outings for Chicago pitchers yesterday. Good outcomes. Where would you like to go? Well, why don't we do this, Bruce? I want to start with the Cubs, but let's let people know what we have today. We'll do Chin Music at 920. It's a regular segment of yours. We will get into that. And in fact, we're going to talk a lot about the White Sox and Chin Music today. We'll visit with Rick Sutcliffe, former Cubs pitcher. Now you can watch him, a Cy Young winner, in fact. You can also watch him on the Marquee Network as he covers the Cubs. And Blake Rutherford, is an outfielder for the Sox. He is in their system. He is playing for Charlotte this season. We're going to talk with him at 10.30. We'll have Rick at 10. At 10.30, Blake is going to join us. But 
Bruce, I think we should start off with the Cubs here today because this is a team that very early in the season was just not playing well offensively. There wasn't much there. And if you look if you're from the outside looking in at the organization, you're looking at the roster and looking at what they have, to me, and I and I think a, a lot of other people too. In fact, um our old pal Jesse Rogers had written a story and he had talked to um you know, this was a couple of weeks ago, he had talked to uh, a scout outside the organization who said he was befuddled And that wasn't the exact word he used, but he was confused as to why this team wasn't scoring more runs, why they weren't putting together more offense. They have been doing it lately, though, because if you go back and you look at the numbers now, what they have done, uh, the cumulative numbers over the course of the season now, based on the way things have gone the last two, three weeks, they went from being one of the worst offenses in baseball to now they have played themselves right there into the middle of the pack. I mean, you're talking about a team that's that's 10th in OPS in Major League Baseball. They are 10th in weighted on base. And I'm, I'm wondering, can this continue? Because it needs to continue in this division in order to win it. Well, you know, uh, Chris, uh, we talked about this before the show, and we'll share this, this now. Uh, you have to be careful when you talk about cumulative numbers for teams, especially when it comes to runs and uh, run production, because... Uh, the Cubs have been guilty of this over the last five or six years, and it's a good guilty because it, it shows great production. But a lot of their production has come in games where they scored in double digits. And when you have double-digit games and multiple double-digit games, it skews the average number of what a team scores. So if you look at the Cubs, you know, you'll see the average you know, will be somewhere between four and five, and five is a real good number in Major League Baseball to average. Uh, but that that's not an indication necessarily of what David Ross is getting from his team on a daily basis. And uh, when you see the twos and the threes go up there, uh, you know, you see the run differential that people love to look at uh, as far as pro- projecting what a good team is. And usually at the end of the year, if you see the teams that have the biggest run differential, you see teams that are, are pretty much automatically in the playoffs. Right. But uh, early indications are difficult to project, Chris, because uh, the Cubs have had like four or five games of double digits, and that kind of has skewed what they've done. That said, they are learning how, and they are doing the important thing to win games, and that is winning without hitting home runs. Uh, that is a, an art form in the 2021 and this era of moving the ball around. Joe Madden went out on his shield as a manager of the Cubs, uh, cajoling his team to please hit the ball in the gaps, hit line drives, do not think about home runs, they will come naturally. And they worked hard hard on it in spring training, and uh, it didn't materialize. This team is showing signs uh, that they can do that. And a lot of it has to do as well with the... um, very good bench players that um, Jed Hoyer went out and got uh, this year to help fortify the team. The bench players, Chris, have become semi-regulars to regulars uh, on this team right now, and they have that type of approach. Uh, you see the Sogards and you see the Duffies with the line drive approach. They're not home run hitters. Marisnik, to a certain extent, although he has a little bit more power. Uh, 
doing the same thing. So getting ball players to help fortify uh, the line moving forward, th- that's the key to a success. Uh, home runs, yeah, you have to hit them, but you can't depend on them on a daily basis to win you a ball game. No, you, you can't rely on them independently. It, it can't be just that. We've seen offenses do that. and in, in fact, um, team the team I used to cover for a long time, they had seasons where they were hitting the ball out of the ballpark, but they weren't doing much of anything else. And that, you know, that, that gets you a big chunk of your offense and it gives you a nice base, but you have to be able to do the other stuff too. You have to be able to have some rallies. You have to be able to hit the balls in the gap. And what the Cubs are doing now, they've actually in the last week, they've hit nine home runs. So we're talking about the last seven days and there are a bunch of teams that have hit nine home runs over the last, you know, uh, seven days. There are only six teams that have hit more than that, you know, um, you know, team by team basis. So I, I think the power is going to have to be a big part of their offense. What what they also have to do to me, you got to start adding some doubles. You have to you have to hit a lot more balls in the gap, and they haven't done enough of that for me. I mean, we're still talking about a team that I believe is 21st in baseball as far as is as hitting the doubles. No, they're 20th. So they're 20th in baseball hitting doubles. They are, um, they're actually in good position with the power this year, or they're getting there, you know, getting toward the, the, the upper tier of all the teams. That has to continue, and especially as the summer goes on, the weather warms up, and we look around baseball and see that runs are down across the board. They're, they're, the teams are struggling to score, and the power hasn't been there for a lot of teams. So I mean, you're going to have to find some way to do it. It's, it. There's an interesting piece, Bruce. I don't know if you saw it or not in fan graphs, but they're trying to figure out where there were a ton of home runs hit in the game in 2019. That's down dramatically. And the piece was just written yesterday, and it said uh, the question it was asking is, where have all of those home runs gone? So if if those aren't home runs anymore, what are they? Are they strikeouts? Are they uh, you know are they balls put into play? Four outs? What are they? And they're finding that the the largest percentage of the balls that used to be home runs are now either doubles or they are balls put in play for an out. So it's not necessarily just strikeouts, even though the strikeouts are up. But I think that the the power for this team, if they can start hitting the balls in the gap, if they can start getting the extra base hits beyond just those home runs, that should be a good offense. And if you look at the lineup, there's no reason that collection of guys... With, with, with a Chris Bryant that is now looking like his old self. There's no reason that team can't score a lot of runs, especially in the National League. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I mean relatively speaking, you know, like relative to everybody else in baseball because scoring is down everywhere. They should be as good as anybody else scoring runs. Well, you know, David Ross has the same problem, Chris, that a lot of managers have, and that is he, he tries now to load up the top of the order Top four or five hitters with his best hitters. Okay, uh, they don't. The teams now don't have the luxury of uh, just saying, "Hey, we're going to have a really good sixth and seventh hitter uh, down there to drive in runs." The game has changed more now to the point where you have to get those extra at bats for your best hitters. So how do you get the extra at bats? How do you get the fifth at bat? You know, for your best hitter, uh, you you hit him first or second. Right. And that's that's how the game has changed over the last seven or eight years. You know, you see the George Springers of the world uh, leading off and, uh, and and hitting up there. You see, 
Yeah, right. You see Tatis, you see uh, you see Bryant uh, batting mostly second over the last two years. Uh, these are these are ways to produce runs, and one of the reasons the Cubs have had trouble producing runs ever since uh, Fowler signed a long-term deal with the Cardinals is that they haven't had a leadoff man. Uh, yes. Last year, well, last year nope. we had uh, we saw. Um, Ian Happ have a very good year at the top of the order. It was only 60 games, uh, but he changed the dynamic at least in the first month of that season. He, he struggled in the second month uh, to the point where he had a 361 on base percentage. Uh, he was up there with David Bodie as uh, the leaders in driving in runs while the others had down years. So uh, from from that, that projection, if you can't get your leadoff man on base, and, and Happ was having a miserable time of it until – Last Sunday, when he broke out of it and had that three for five game, hit a home run and looked like he had been straightened out. He got hurt. Uh, now he's on the IL. Uh, that that is that is a difficult situation for a team if your leadoff man doesn't get on base. You know, on the other side of town, you have you have Tim Anderson who has become right. a legitimate three hundred plus hitter. He doesn't walk, but his on base percentage is still. You know, somewhere between 345 and 365 because he hits 300. And he will have an occasional walk, but not very often. So the, the leadoff man is still the essential part of baseball. you got to get on base. you got to produce a run somehow in those first three or four guys as you go through the lineup. That is the game of baseball right now because you have an all-time low in batting average of, you know, around 230 right now. And it's been dropping over the last three years. So... Uh, hard contact is very difficult to come by. And, and you know what it leads to, Bruce? It, it leads to five no-hitters in the course of like the first month and week of this season already. It's it's the fastest we have gotten to that many no-hitters in over 100 years. It's it's insanity and, what's and happened. It's, and it's, you know what else it is, Chris? Yeah. Even for the baseball purist, it's boring. It can be very tedious to You're watch right. from the sixth inning through the ninth inning. And especially because games, as much as Commissioner Manfred has tried his best with all kinds of different things uh, to quicken up the game, the game keep, games keep getting longer and longer. They're still at around three hours and seven minutes on average. Many nights, it's close to four hours. Uh, uh, people do not have the attention span for a game that isn't full of offense and continuous movement to watch for four hours. They just do not. No, and and if you uh, went to bed early last night, which is kind of part of the problem because MLB wants you to stay awake for the end of their ball games, and a lot of people don't. Um, I, I think most people do, though. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you're probably going to stay up, but there are just some people who can't do it. If you did go to bed early last night on a Friday and are, you know, up this morning and have no idea what's happened, Wade Miley had a no-hitter last night. Sean Manaya, they they had a no-hitter into the eighth inning. And so we had two no-hitters going on at the exact same time, just a handful of days after we saw another no-hitter by John Means. So, I mean, we're, we're talking, we, we were on the verge of six no-hitters by the time we get to May 8th which is just, it, it's absolutely astounding. It, it's crazy that we're talking about and this, it, but it, its it stands to reason, though, with all the offense down this year. And it diminishes what a no-hitter is. 
I mean, you know, is it really that big of a deal? If it happens every 12, week? Yeah, if we're going to see 12 or 15 no-hitters this year, which, you know, we're certainly uh, on a, a bigger pace than that. Now, we're on pace for stop. like 25. I know. But, I mean, will, will people pay any attention to it? Will it be a big deal? Will people celebrate it like it should be celebrated, you know, getting uh, 27 men out without giving up a hit? You right. know, that is... You know, something sensational. But right now, it's commonplace. And it's like, you know, you also had a seven-inning no-hitter, you know, uh, 10 days yep. ago. And you I'm know, counting that one, by the way. You should. You, I'm counting I, I'm the, the Madison Bumgarner no-hitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm it, in agreement it's not with his you. fault. No, and here's the, here's the difference in the Bumgarner uh, seven-inning no-hitter. Major League Baseball, during the Faye Vincent uh, era as commissioner, went back and uh, they changed all the, you know, Harvey Haddock's 12-inning perfect games and all that to uh, those things didn't count anymore. No-hitter was, you know, nine innings plus and, you you know, that's it. Uh, If you give up a hit, you know, like Haddock's did in the 13th inning, you know, it doesn't count as anything, which is, you know, crazy. But in reality... Now, Major League Baseball changed the rules. And the rules are for double headers, there's seven innings. That mm-hmm. is an official game. Correct. That was an official no hitter for seven innings because the guy did everything you asked. He got 21 up, 21 down as far as getting outs without giving up a hit. So if that's your theory on it, Chris, I'm in agreement with you 100%. It, it is. And, you know, whatever you ask the player to do, then and, and they do it, I, I don't think you can change the rules on them. I mean, well, it, a no-hitter is to it's... go through an entire game without yeah. giving up a hit. If you have determined, predetermined the game is seven innings long, that's a no-hitter. There, there's no question. And there's nothing dumber than the seven-inning rule, by the way, except uh, putting a man on second base. We can we can go into that uh, anytime you want, and we will oh, go know into what? that in our next segment. Oh yeah, you're gonna hate me. You're gonna hate you me. You like then. it, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I really, I really don't mind. Yeah, we can talk about that uh, when we go to chin music. Yeah. But I just, it, it does not bother me like it bothers everybody else. I, I am in a small, small minority when it comes to the new doubleheader rule, the the runner at second rule. I'm okay with all of it. Yeah. It does not. It does not. Well, you don't. You don't like the game that much, I guess. (laughs) You know what? I knew you were going to say that too. It's your response for everything. I mean, well, I know you love sports, but you know you don't like baseball that much. Here we go. Here we go with this guy, Bruce Levine, Chris Ranji, inside the clubhouse, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You know, we want you to visit with us, too. Why why don't you text into the show, call into the show. You can do that at 312-644-6767. That number is good for both of those forms of communication. We want to hear from you. You can tweet at Bruce Levine. Let me see if I got this off the top of my head. You are at MLB Bruce Levine? That's correct. Ah, I knew it. On Twitter, Very at nice. MLB Bruce Levine. I am at Chris Ranji, R-O-N-G-E-Y. You can follow us. Adam Stadzinski is uh, producing the show for us this morning as we talk about the Cubs who are in, uh, well, right now they're they're an even 500 team. 
Bruce. They're, they're, they're 500. They're yes, 16 and 16. They're two and a half games out of first place. The Cardinals have that lead. Two games in front of the Brewers. The Reds are tied with the Cubs at uh, two and a half games back. Their record is 15 and 15. So the Cubs have played two more games than they have. So um, that's where things stand. And, and I kind of get the impression that this is how the season is going to go. I, I would not be surprised if we are in the early part of September and we're talking about four teams that are separated by like three games atop the division. We're going to see who makes the first moves. And uh, will, will there be trades made earlier than the deadline uh, this year? Especially, Chris, with uh, new revenues coming in because uh, the uh, COVID uh, being uh, dealt with properly and ballparks are going to start to have more attendance with that more attendance means more revenue for the owners with the more revenue for the owners means a little bit more freedom for the general managers to go out there and add payroll and make trades for guys that are making money now and down the line this is something that uh, you know people are going to have to pay attention to here because of the fact that uh, the teams have had to really kind of hold uh, a little bit and and pull in their belts because of the fact that the revenues just weren't coming in none of it last year from tickets this year you know up to you know up to 25 percent here and there yeah Uh, but now in the next week to month we're going to see you know an increase of maybe up to 50 percent in a lot of places and who knows by august uh, whether ballparks are going to be full well, I, I know the Cubs financially have talked about um, things being difficult, relatively speaking, for them, which it has been true for everybody over the last couple of years. But I, I and, and I know they have some free agents, and I, I know they have some contracts they have to figure out for next year if they want to bring certain guys back or not. Um, those are decisions that are going to have to be made, but I think it would be a very difficult thing to do to part ways with one of your stars – if you're two games out of first place at the beginning of September. I, so I, I think it'll be really interesting, or even you know leading up to the trade deadline. If you're that close to the top of the division, I'm not sure that you start to part ways with some of these guys. I'll be really curious to see how they handle it. Bruce Levine, Chris Ranji, um, we've got some White Sox stuff to get into, and there's no more perfect time to do it than chin music, which is next on Inside the Clubhouse on the Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. for some chin music. Hey, yeah. How about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one. Like this. Yeah, if I'd known that, I'd know that. Let's check the rule. That was why the... Uh, you know, guys on the bench came out and questioned me about, you know, that, that Liam was going to be the runner. And I said, yeah, I know. Uh, so we didn't know it. But I know because if you look at the other guys that you would double switch out of the game, I mean, those are not guys. Vaughn was the guy to come out. Um, and I thought we had to get out of the thing. You know, Kopech done a great job, but, you know, his commander at the end. So we got the out in the, in the ninth. Um, but, well, you know, I'll reread the, that situation. I'm guessing you know the rules better. Now I know. That is Hall of Fame manager Tony Larusa this past week when the White Sox were involved in a an extra inning ball game, and Liam Hendricks went out to be the ghost runner, whatever you want to call that runner. Um, he had made the, his spot was the last out the inning prior, and the rule is you don't have to send the pitcher out there to pinch run if you're in the National League. And um, he did and didn't know the rule. James Fegan of The Athletic had to read the rule to him, and uh, he said, well, I didn't know that. Bruce Levine, Chris Ranji inside the clubhouse this morning. And, Bruce, that's one of those things that um, here, here's the thing about Tony, and I know you have a lot of thoughts about this, and I want to hear them. Because Tony LaRussa is, like I said, he's a Hall of Fame manager already. He is known 
for being extremely detail-oriented. Somebody who knows what's going on. He knows his roster. He knows what's happening three innings in advance. He's always been known as that kind of guy. So, and, and, and people had asked me, you know, before the season started, when there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of consternation about him becoming the manager from Sox fans. And, you know, I, I think people wanted their fears alleviated. So they said, well, you know, what do you know about him uh, other than what we know? And what should we expect? And I said, the last thing you should worry about is strategic stuff. The last thing you should worry about with him is the details. And what's been amazing, Bruce, is in the first month plus of this season, the details have been the problem. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you that the details have been the problem except for this. And uh, I will I will take a different look at this. Uh, Tony has to wear this uh, because he's the manager of the team. Ultimately, he needs to know the rules. But there's a whole organization that knew that the Chicago White Sox were playing interleague play for the first time in 2021 coming into this series. And when you play interleague play for the first time in a season, uh, the first thing your metrics and your advanced people do is tell you what you're getting into uh, and talk about the rules and talk about what you're going to have to get used to without the DH and uh, go over all of that. Obviously, this fell through the cracks in many different places, not only in the White Sox organization, but a lot of people, including umpires, were not sure of this rule uh, in the, using it uh, with um, people going in there where pitchers do not have to bat. It's the previous hitter because uh, this was stipulated when they put the rule in last year that uh, this this could be not a pitcher running the bases in these circumstances. It happened twice, two times in a doubleheader with the Cubs and Dodgers on um, on Wednesday. And uh, I, I'm sorry, yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. And what occurred the first time that this came up and uh, Lux came out of the Dodger lug, uh, dugout instead of the pitcher to run at second base uh, in the 11th inning, what or the 10th inning was that um, the umpires had to gather and talk about it to make sure they knew exactly if this was kosher or not. And what what they if the umpires had to gather, that means that there was hundreds and hundreds of people out there that didn't know the rule. And uh, as a matter of fact, I challenge anybody to tell me. Uh, you know, a, a fan or people in the media before this, other than James Fegan getting this information, uh, that they knew this rule, okay, before it happened. So this is an organization misstep for the White Sox. Tony LaRussa must wear it, Chris. But this is organizationally something that they all feel bad about. Yeah, where, well, I, where I will agree with you is somebody in the dugout has to know. Somebody's got to know. Somebody has to tell him, look, hey, that's hey, we. This is the rule. It's their first. It's their first time playing in the national. Yeah, but you got to know national that league. though. I, I get it, rules. but you have to know. You didn't I mean, know Dave, it. Well, you didn't know it. I did know that. I had heard that. I no, knew there was one of the it. rules changes. David Bell had, and I know you he's the know manager it. in the National League, Come but on. he said that they were. It was made clear to them that they I'm, have I'm to know that stuff. I'm not saying managers didn't know it and it wasn't made clear, but the but 
the average person out there, the average reporter, they didn't know that rule. Well, that doesn't, first of all, that doesn't matter because we're not in the dugout. I mean, it if does, you're in the it dugout, it's matter. your job what, to know. The point is, is that this is a new rule. Yeah. The organization, it. <laughs> it should have been a part of their their preparation meeting. Yeah. And uh, LaRusso and the coaches, if they didn't know it, someone should have prepared them for it. You have metrics people all over the place. You have advanced people who do advancing. They have to help you with that. That's their job. Their job is not to tell you that somebody necessarily just hits 500 against left-handed pitchers on Tuesday. Their job is to give you all the intricacies of playing in a new league for the first time that year. Well, and again, I the White Sox organization have wonderful people, smart people. Sure. Um, they've done a great job, but this is an organization failure. It's not just a Tony La Russa failure. No, but but he is he's he's the last line. He's wearing he, he's, it. He has he's to. Gonna, he he, he ha- has he to. He wears it. Um, right. But it, but yeah. it also goes in into the narrative of how many games has Tony LaRusso lost for the White Sox? Okay, that's the narrative. Okay, he is, uh, from my uh, recollection, the way it's it's going, he has been responsible for none of their wins, at all, and probably responsible for three or four losses according yep, to fair. people who are keeping score. Um, I, you know, when when would he get credit for a win ever? I you know, I don't know. Last, and- last night's game is that. Does he get credit for that one or well, no? Bruce, the the way the way I view managers is, for the most part, they need to just not put their teams in a bad position, and okay. and, and I think they can only really hurt them their, themselves. I think they can only really hurt their teams, um, because if you do what the roster is, if you utilize your guys the way the roster is built as best to its ability as you possibly can then you're just basically staying right. out of the way of your players. But there, it, it, but there are times, and, and that's why I said that the details have been the problem. I think not knowing that your pitcher is gassed and him telling the press after the fact, yeah, I was tired, and then LaRusa saying, well, well didn't I didn't tell know them. that. He didn't tell them. He had well, opportunities I, after the sixth inning when, uh, when, the, when the pitching coach uh, talk to him and say, you know, everything okay, fine, yeah, here's what we're going to do in the seventh inning. Uh, the pitching coach went out there as well in the seventh inning, nothing, you know. So uh, so where is the responsibility of the individual player when he throws the manager under the bus and doesn't tell the pitching coach or the manager that he was uh, not up to the uh, up to the up to getting the job done? Basically, well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what those conversations were. Like, no, I don't, no, I'm I don't telling know what you what they the were. I'm telling you exactly what they were. Okay, but if you're also the manager, shouldn't you be able to see that stuff? You've been in baseball for sure. 50 years. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. But uh, don't throw the guy under the bus when you had opportunities to tell your pitching coach and the manager that you weren't you weren't up to the challenge by going out there and burying them in the media. Before the guy steps into the uh, up to the podium and finds out that uh, he wasn't ready, uh, he wasn't at at the point of being able to get people out at that point. That's you know you don't do that. That's just not you know you do that on the playground. You get punched. I I would agree with you that pitchers, by and large, and I think they're better at this than they used to be. But there's that. Um, that tough guy, I don't want to let my team down thing, where I'm not going to take myself out of a game. Famously, Jake Peavy was like that. 
and he yeah. felt like he was going to let it. He wasn't feeling right, but he's pitching through it, yeah. and then and you know what happens up, usually, right? Yeah, he, he ripped the lat muscle off his bone. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't or, want or to... you you lose the game because you lose, you're not right. the guy you were the inning before. Right. So you know the responsibility in that game also. Um, the responsibility the uh, White Sox um, were. Um, 0, they they left nine men on base and were 0 for 15 13. with runners in yep. scoring position. Yeah. So okay, Where, is there any responsibility for the players to? Absolutely. Uh, no, not anymore. Well, no, no, I I disagree. I I think that people, and then this has been my argument about managers for look, years that look, we that that's, we. Yeah, we overstate uh, what managers do. But, but let's we, be honest about this situation. This is a 76-year-old manager who was hired by an 85-year-old owner, mm-hmm. and, mo- and most people didn't like it. They didn't like it because they perceived the, that the general manager and the uh, executive vice president of baseball operations weren't involved in the final say-so. Right. So this is all about the old owner and the old manager, and we, we don't want them anymore. Now... That said, Larusa has made some mistakes here, and, th- and 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 that has cost him, and he has to be responsible for that a hundred percent. Sure. But if you're gonna keep score of all of uh, the the things he helped you lose, isn't there an, another side where the Chicago Chicago White Sox are in first place in the American League Central? Does he get any credit for that, or or is it all players? win the games and managers lose all the games. Well, I mean, that's uh, again, that, like I said a moment ago, I think that managers for the most part need to just stay out of the way of their players, put them in good position. And, and yeah, the Sox are in first place. They are a half game up on Cleveland. Uh, They're a game and a half up on Kansas city. The twins are five and a half out. So them taking first place last night, sole possession of it, that did happen. And they've been getting some, Outstanding pitching once again. Carlos Rodon was was terrific. I I think. Did Larusa did he take him out in time yesterday or did he leave him too long? Well, clearly not, Bruce. They won, didn't they? I see. I get it. <laughs> Look, clearly, I'm clearly I'm not, not here to defend Tony. I'm not here to defend Tony Larusa. I don't think he needs it. He's made some mistakes. It's yeah. cost the White Sox. And he's the first one to stand up and take it, okay? Good for Tony, you know. We don't want him to make any more mistakes. But let's, let's, let's be honest about the fact that he's running a team that's in first place right now. Are, are you going to tell me that if Chris Ranji was running the, the Chicago White Sox, the record would be as good? I don't know, Bruce. Maybe. I have okay. no idea. Well, then I think you should apply for the job. I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm a candidate. I think I need to be a coach first somewhere, yeah, well, or, or have under, under these circumstances, under under these this criteria, everybody uh, in in the sports world, every fan and every person in the media could manage the White Sox to being in first well, place right now. Also, I would argue that if you're in his position, um, you got to know better about some of this stuff, and right. um, you, you should be held to a higher standard than the rest of us. Well, about this stuff, we're talking about one thing in, in specifics. Well, know, right I mean, the here, things we talked about. about, the not knowing the rule and the yeah, Gino well, the, thing. The, and... Yeah, the, 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 play, the player might help you out once in a while. Look, all I can tell you is, 
Most people think he's too old for the job. They don't want him there. They don't like the decision, and uh, they are waiting for him to fail. I, I will say this, Bruce, before we go to break, and, and we do want to hear from people, 312-644-6767. I don't think it's so much the fact that he's 76. I think what bothered people is that he's been out of the dugout for a decade before they brought him back in, and a lot of things have changed in baseball in 10 years, and I think that's legitimate concern. Um, Bruce Levine, Chris Ranji, inside the clubhouse until 11. Rick Sutcliffe is going to join us. Um, uh, Blake Rutherford is an outfielder in the White Sox organization for AAA Charlotte. He is going to join us next hour as well. 312-644-6767 if you want to join the show here on The Score. Inside the clubhouse on 670, the score until 11 o'clock this morning. Bruce Levine, I'm Chris Ranji, in for David Haw. We welcome your texts and your phone calls. The Cubs will play this afternoon on the score, and uh, you should probably listen into that. I think it's I think it's in your best interests uh, to listen to the Cubs, who won yesterday. The White Sox, and by the way, that's a 121st pitch from Wrigley Field. Um, the White Sox win yesterday. Carlos Rodon was awesome yet again. He's been pitching lights out for the Sox lately, and it's been great to see. A- MLB Network, by the way, Bruce, had this number up um, yesterday. In the last 75 years, the lowest ERA among pitchers to win their first five starts. Carlos Rodon is on that list. It's Fernando Valenzuela, Pedro Martinez. What's that? Rube, Mar- Rube Waddell and Rube Marquad. This no, there. it's it's Fernando Valenzuela, Pedro, mm-hmm. Granky, mm-hmm. Jordan Zimmerman, and then Rodon with a point five eight. That's in the last seventy five years. Pretty impressive. Pretty it's, impressive. It's extremely impressive what he's doing, especially when people weren't. You know, I think everybody was kind of unsure uh, what he was going to do for them. But at least through the first month, he's been just magnificent. He, he had to win the uh, fifth starter spot uh, during spring training is what he had to do. Right. And, it, it's and, incredible. And, and for it. a guy who's had all those injuries and had to come back from them, uh, it's it's been pretty amazing. So it really Chris, good for Carlos Rodon. let's take a call or two. Yeah, yeah. let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's do that. Let's phone lines. All right, let's hit the phone lines. Let's talk to Mike and Glencoe. You're on the score. Good morning, fellas. And, Bruce, you know, there's a lot of concern over the winter that we had our corner outfielders uh, very injury-prone. Uh, but did you think the Sox could have, could, uh, have ever seen that, that Eaton is starting to run into walls in May and is missing day games? What do they do if he starts to break down early in the season? Because he already he's, what, 32 years old? They have no depth at this point. What are they going to do? Well, they're going to they're probably going to make a trade. And, and thanks for the call, um, Chris. Uh, that's why we're having Blake Rutherford on. He's a corner outfielder at AAA for the White Sox, uh, traded for from the Yankees a few years back. And uh, we want to give uh, White Sox fans an idea of what's down there and who can play. Luis Gonzalez is a very good outfielder, but he just uh, went on the IL. Uh, so he won't be in consideration right now. Uh, but in the meantime, Rick Hahn and his people are out there looking for outfielders like uh, Starlin Marte, uh, like uh, Charlie uh, uh, 
Blackman, uh, you know, guys who are established players that they could trade for. It's unorthodox to trade this time of year. Teams are usually not ready in uh, the first week of May to make trades, but I'm sure the White Sox are efforting with their scouts right now. Yeah, and, and it's possible that Rutherford ends up with them at some point this year, um, you know, depending on how he does in AAA and what the White Sox needs are. We're going to talk with him again at 10.30. Let's try to squeeze in another call. Don and Burridge, you're on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, I, I called about some trade thoughts, but i got to say, Bruce, I, I agree with most of what you said dealing with LaRusso uh, or LaRusa. Um, but anyways, I called about the... What's the chances of Chris Bryant getting traded to the Sox? Um, if, if the Cubs want to try to hold on because they're in the thick of things, they already said in the beginning of the year when they traded Darvis, they don't really they care about the year, but they gave up on the year by trading Darvis. And another guy that I like is uh, Clint Frazier from the Yankees. He's in the doghouse for them. Um, I think mm-hmm. that would be a nice addition. And the Charlie Blackman, he's a horrible fielder. He, he, he's progressively declined. And, yeah, he started out horrible. I wouldn't want to touch that guy. Well, there's 51 million reasons why you might hesitate as well. Uh, Long-term contract into next year and beyond in 2023 with $10 million on top of that. So um, that's probably prohibitive. Although, as we know, the Rockies are in dump mode and will eat a good portion of that contract if somebody is interested. That's Bruce Levine. I'm Chris Ranji in for David Hall. Let's talk Cubs next with Rick Sutcliffe on Inside the Clubhouse on the Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.